Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Welcome our internet family, if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, we um, are in week four of a five-week series called Gains, and we're talking about getting healthy and staying fit and adding strength. We're looking at five different um, areas of life, key components of our life that we want to make gains in, that we want to be healthy and fit in. And the first would be spiritual. We talked about on that on the first week. Second week, we talked about emotionally. Um, I really make sure you're familiar with that message, especially we spent some time talking about depression. Uh, last week, we talked about uh, financially being fit. Today, we're going to talk about being physically Fit. We're going to get in some aspects of that. And then next week, so, so, so important, relationally, relationally being healthy and fit and some, um, some important things from God's word. But today, as I said, we're going to talk about making gains physically, physically. I need everybody to raise your right hand, if you would, and say, I promise, I promise. Pastor, Tim, Pastor Tim, not to get mad at you. Mad at you. All right. So help me God. All right. All right, I want to share with you some truths today and look me in the eye for this because I love you. Because I love you. You say, Pastor, you don't know me. I, I love you. I love you with the love of God and the fact that God has called you to be some part of the Meadowbrook family. And the license to speak truth is love. And so when you, when you love somebody, you can tell them the truth in the right way. And why would you tell anybody the truth? Because when you come to know the truth, the truth will do what? It'll set you free. It will help you. It'll, it'll bless your life. And so we want to do that today. Realize that this is not a house of condemnation. This is a house of grace and a house of truth. And uh, we know what grace and truth can do for us. That's how Jesus came into our broken world, full of grace and truth, uh, to bring us the help that we need. So um, my goal this morning is not to embarrass anyone. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. This message is for who this morning? Well, and, but first of all, for who? For you. It, of course, it is for every one of us, but for you. Take it personally um, and look at it all and then see how you can apply and then how you can maybe help some others. But um, this morning, let's all just settle in. You already, you know, swore that you'd not get mad at me. And uh, we're going to share it. This is actually so important, uh, and yet it gets skipped so much. Um, and it is thoroughly in the Bible and part of our New Testament life. So, Physically, let's look first of all in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you, say that's me, sanctify you completely. That means to set you apart, 
And may your whole spirit, soul, and say it again, body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I have taught on this and taught on this and taught on this one aspect here, um, the whole history of the church, I'm sure. Matter of fact, in just a couple weeks, we will celebrate the 28th anniversary of, of Meadowbrook. Yeah, so that's coming up. But this scripture can certainly serve as part of the basis for this, but this is something we need to know, okay? I am a spirit. Say that. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in I live in a body. So I am a spirit. The real you is a spirit, and that's eternal, okay? And then your soul, I also believe, is eternal and helps to uh, uh, process and express the spirit, and then you live in a body. So the real you is your spirit. You have a soul, and that's where uh, your will, your intellect, and your emotions, subconscious, memory, all of that is tied together, and then you live in a body. So we, your body is very important, and I hope you brought your body today, okay? And uh, let's, let's dive in. Please trust me on this, but I do want to tell you that this is, one, that this is a certain type of message that is called an AIYB message, okay? And what that means is all in your business, all right? Now, there are several mindsets that we can have about our body, um, and our, our culture is just so whacked out concerning our body. You know, with wrong pride and body shame and body image issues. And then media does not present accurately what our bodies look like. And so, you know, it throws everybody into a tizzy. And, um, you know, it's, it, it can be a mess. So we just go back to our creator and we can kind of sort some things out. Well, there's three mindsets. Uh, the first two of these would be extremes. And here's what happens with extremes. All extremes lead to error, okay? So the first mindset about our body would be this, is that we fixate. We fixate on our body. We're over-focused, uh, obsessed about our body, self-infatuated, you know, about, about our, our bodies. So we could fixate. That's an extreme that leads to error. The second would be this, desecrate, desecrate. Desecrate means you take something that's precious or sacred and you don't treat it right. You mistreat it. You violate it. You, you, you dishonor it or even abuse it. And so both of these would be an extreme that, that is not proper. And, of course, it will lead us to error and will not, not serve us well and it won't glorify God. The third is this, and it is consecrate. Everybody say consecrate. And consecrate means to set apart, to treat properly uh, in, in the right way. And so um, we're going to dig into this a little bit this morning. Now, we are a nation, and our nation more than any other nation, we are a nation that has self-inflicted poor health. Self-inflicted poor health. We are overweight and we are underfit. Remember, you said you wouldn't get mad at me. The National Center for Health Statistics says that in the U.S., 70.7%, that's almost 71%, that's over two-thirds of our population are overweight. Now, how many of you have ever ridden the ride, it's a small world? Okay. It's a small world. In 1964, Walt Disney introduced a ride at uh, the World, World's Fair in uh, uh, 
New York, Fleming's Meadows, New York, and he introduced this ride, It's a Small World. Uh, two years later, he opened it up in Disneyland in An- Anima- Anaheim, California, and now it is in all of the Disney parks, all five Disney um, around the world. Give you a little information, this song that you're hearing is the most played song ever in the world. It plays 1,200 times a day, 16 hours a, a day, every day at all five of those parks. We really need to pray for the employees. Um, there are 240 dolls in It's a Small World, and they all have the exact same face and dimensions. The only difference is their hair and their dress. It's a Small World is also the number one ride in the world where dads doze off. Yeah. In 2007, they uh, began to deal with a problem with It's a Small World. They had to renovate and upgrade their boats. And the reason they had to do that is because their boats were bogging down. And so they had to upgrade them because it's no longer a small world. (laughs) Americans are 25 pounds heavier now than they were when It's a Small World opened up on average. Now, don't let anybody look around and don't get mad at the pastor. (laughs) So we need to do a little better job. And so I go back to the idea of consecrate. This would be the idea that, that we want. Let's look in Romans chapter 12, verse one. Therefore, the apostle Paul writes, I urge you, say that's me, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So this is super important that we present our bodies to God, a living sacrifice. And in doing so, I think that we dedicate and consecrate our body in this way. Um, The body is amazing. When I was preparing, I thought, you know, that I might have you all, you know, say that to one another, the body is amazing. But I decided not to do that because some of you might turn to your neighbor and say, your body is amazing. And I just said, I didn't, you didn't want any confusion here today. But the, the body is amazing. Um, there's been so much research and breakthrough in our DNA just in the last few years. There is so much information in our DNA, that if it was actually all written out, it would be, this is about a 700-page book right here, it would be the equivalent of 1,000 books like this, close to 700,000 pages of information is contained in your DNA. That's pretty remarkable. So I believe our bodies are created by God. I believe they're created by God. I believe that they belong to God. We'll see that in scripture in a moment. And I believe that we're to use it in a proper way for God. Look with me in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Don't you realize that your body, everybody say my body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. 
you do not belong to yourselves. For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your with your body. This is a big deal in Scripture. It's a big deal in how we relate to God and live our life. So again, the body, I believe, created by God. I believe that it belongs to God, as we just saw. And your body, you ready for this? Your body is a sacred place. It is actually the temple of the Holy Spirit. God actually lives in you. Now, you're going to want to think about that and ask God to help you with that, but to understand that. But I pray you get the revelation that God lives in you. If you're a believer, if you're a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God, the eternal, all-wise Spirit of God lives in you. You're actually like a big deal. You're holy ground. And I think we need to be aware of this. Plus your body, say it again, my body, your body carries around your spirit and your soul. That's how you get around. And so your body helps to carry you around so that you can serve God, so that you can enjoy life, so that you can make a difference, so you can fulfill your purpose. You know, your spirit, your your body actually carries you around to be able to do that. Your body can also dictate to you what you get to do or not not do. You know, how often has your body said, we ain't going to church today. I don't feel like going to church today. I'm hurting. Can't you feel this down? You know, in our, in our, our body. I don't feel like praying. We're tired. We don't need to pray. God knows. Pastor Tim will pray for us. <laughs> you know, and so our body can actually dictate to us, you know, what we, where we can go or not go. So I believe we need to have proper care of our bodies, and we certainly need to have better care of our bodies. You know it's true, so say amen this morning. Thinking about writing a new book, Um, it's only going to be three pages long. It's going to be called Eat Smart, Move More. Page one, eat smart. Page two, move more. Page three, the end. (laughs) Don't steal my idea, all right? So here's what we need to do. We need to eat smart. Everybody say eat smart. You know, if somebody gave you a Maserati, how many of you know what a Maserati is? It's a pastry. No, it's a car. It's a car. <laughs> and I looked this up. A Maserati Gran Turismo S Mansory sells for $350,000. Now, in your owner's manual and your mentor that is assigned to you to help you to learn the car, the greatest concern of the car, is, besides being stolen or somebody dinging your your car door with their car door is the fuel. How you fuel it is so important. It's such a finely tuned machine that it must have just optimal uh, premium, premium fuel. You cannot put cheap, trashy gas in your Maserati. And yet we have these bodies created by God and we're eating garbage. And we in the United States of America are the worst ones on the whole planet for doing this. Two big problems we have, sugar and fat. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mmm. Now, I used to think that, you know, when I got to heaven, I was going to have a list of questions for God, you know. 
Um, and there are certain things. And when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God, you know, but I've been thinking about that. And I realize that when you get to heaven, especially me, because I've said it publicly, I would ask some questions. You know, I'm, I'm just concerned that the Lord's going to say, so uh, Gilligan, I heard you have some questions. <laughs> to which I'll say, I'm good. I really, I'm good. But here's something I wonder though. Why couldn't God have just made everything that's good for you taste good? That's a question I have. <laughs> so eat smart and our problems are sugar and fat. And I don't know if you noticed this or not, but sugar and fat are not at the top of the nutrition pyramid. Okay? They're not on the pyramid. So sugar, and in particular refined sugar, and um, this is another problem, too. This used to come in five-pound bags. Now, and they didn't tell us, but they did print it real small down here. Now they're four-pound bags, okay? So we're getting ripped off. But um, <laughs> sugar, refined sugar, here's a few of the effects of this. Cause you to gain weight, tooth decay, mood swings, heart disease, diabetes, 200 years ago, the average American consumed two pounds of sugar a year. A hundred years ago, the average American consumed four pounds of sugar a year. Currently, the average American consumes 170 pounds of sugar, 60 pounds of sugar, excuse me, 60 teaspoons of sugar a day. And you say, well, I don't go near that. Well, there's others making up for you, sweetie. (laughs) That's 35, 35 of these that we eat in a year. So we've got to be careful about refined sugar. Look look at this in uh, Proverbs 25. This is in the message. It said, it's not smart to stuff yourself with sweets. And then the next verse, and I never tied these together until recently, a person without self-control is like a house with its doors and windows knocked out. And sometimes we've separated that out, but I wonder, it's not wise to stuff yourself with sweets. And then it talks about self-control. Plus, refined sugar is like a poison for us. It almost immediately suppresses your immune system And then it feeds bacteria in your system. It works against you. A second problem would be that of fat. Everybody say fat. I brought some fat with me today. We'll talk about it in a minute. Now, there are good fats that you have to have. And I was rejoicing because one of the items where you can get some of the good fats. You ready for this? This this is good news. Dark chocolate is on the good list. Can we get an amen in this place? All right. All right. But bad fats, heavy fats, hydrogenated fats clog our arteries, cause high blood pressure, heart disease, inflammation, and cancer. Now, we're allowed 40 grams of good fat a day, and, but it doesn't really get distinguished, and some people just say it's 40 grams of Fat. So if you want to take care of your 40 grams of fat per day, you can do that real quickly. Just get a quarter pounder. <laughs> and you're done for the day. Now, this, and this is just one brand, um, 
we can't digest it. We put it in our bodies. Now, this originally was used to make candles. But what would we do without this? Because this helps us to have flaky pie crusts (laughs) and to have what they call stiff cake frosting. But the thing is, this too is working against us. And I've had people already tell me, oh, we have the best recipe using this. And um, I just think that we can do better as we take care of our bodies. Amen? Look with me in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Whether you, when you eat or drink or do anything else, always do it to honor God. Remember, this is part of how we worship and serve God. When you're eating out, you know, and when you get the opportunity to eat out, be, be aware that we are being served unreal levels of sugar, fat, and sodium. There's a book out called, for real, this is a book. It's called Eat This, Not That. Eat This, Not That. There's three different versions of it. One is for eating out. One is for shopping, um, food to bring home, and one is for cooking. Eat This, Not That. And what we need to do, church, listen to me, and I'm telling you this because I love you. We, when do we ever talk about this like this? Um, we need to do a better job. We need to be more informed. And, and there are apps and things that you can get on your phone so you can kind of check out and, and see what you're eating. And I, I, I pray you get conviction about this. I pray you get some, some information about this so that you can be very intentional concerning this. So eat smart, and the next thing would be this, move more. Everybody say move more. And by that, I mean exercise. Look with me in 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4. As the saying goes, exercise is good for your body. Exercise is good for your body. But religion helps you in every way. It promises life now and forever. These words, all of these words, are worthwhile and should not be forgotten. Here's what exercise does for us. It improves our mood. Um, increases our oxygen, releases endorphins, which are natural antidepressants. It gives you increased energy. The law of sowing and reaping actually goes to work because if you're going to get energy, you have to sow energy. And if you sow energy, you're going to reap energy. It strengthens your body, your bones, your joints, your muscles. It burns calories and it combats disease. Studies show that 84% of our population do not exercise. We have invited today some some friends, uh, a couple of good organizations here, and they're set up out in the big um, hallway, and you can stop by and talk to them, get some information or whatever else. Uh, Zone Health and Fitness, and then also YMCA. And the reason we're doing that is, is I love their approach. I love their heart. Um, they have a godly view and approach of everything. And many, many, many of your Meadowbrook family are involved in both of those organizations, uh, either on staff or, or going to those organizations. And um, I think it would be good that we just need to get some more information. And, and we spend money on everything else. And I think we maybe need to look at how we're taking care of our body. But we need to exercise. Everybody say exercise. And the thing is, you've got to move more. He said, well, pastor, I'm 90. I don't move much. Move what you can. Seriously, move what you can. Well, it's about all I can do. Well, do it a lot, okay? But move more because what you stop moving will stop moving. 
And even if you have partial movement, move what you can move. Get it all moving. Keep it all moving. I have a little plan for you, and it's called 30-3, 30-3. It's 30 minutes a day, three days a week. 30 minutes a day, three days a week. Get active. Walk. Swim. Run. Bike. Take the stairs. Old man wrestling. You know, find, find something to do where you... Sorry, uh, so, so that you can stay active. Move more. Everybody just say it. Move more. And, and walk a little more. You know, uh, find ways to keep it going. I have stairs at home and I have stairs here at the office. And so every day, stairs. We do have an elevator because that's required. And I only ride that when I'm coming down for service, so I'm not out of breath. But move and walk and do what you need to do. What I do personally, and I've, I've done this for years, thank God I have a trainer. I have a good godly trainer who works with me three mornings, early mornings every week. And the accountability of that, plus his knowledge and help, but the accountability of that is awesome because there are so many mornings I wake up and go, I don't want to do this. And I know that he's going to be standing there waiting for me. And he's hyper, you know. <laughs> and so that. And then you need to also a couple times during the week, I, I will do what I call walk, run, lift, swim. Walk, run, lift, swim. And just in my neighborhood at my house, I will go for a walk and I'll run in the cul-de-sacs and then walk and run in the cul-de-sacs and come back and lift just a little bit and then swim in the pool to, to, to cool off and get some laps in. And it's important that you move your body. I was talking to a church consultant just recently and, he, and I'm 58 years old now. And he, he said, you know, have you started to think about when you might retire and so forth? And in my brain, I'm thinking, um, and have I thought about how I might set your shoes on fire, you know, so because I want to, I want to go till Jesus says, stop. Okay. And, and you've got to be healthy and strong to do that. Amen. And I need to add one more, okay? So eat smart. Everybody say eat smart. Eat smart. Move, more. Move more. And we need to add a fourth page to that book. And so here it is. Ready? Checkups. Checkups. Go ahead and say it. Checkups. And especially you men. Well, I'm a man of faith or I'm strong or I'm proud. You're chicken. Now, seriously, soberly, listen to me. There are some important and precious men in my life. Let me rephrase it intentionally. There were some important and precious men in my life that are now missing from my life, largely because they didn't get checkups. And then it was too late. Guys, I don't know why, but we get weirded out about this and we don't want to do it. And bottom line, do it. Do it. Stop worrying about things. Stop ignoring things. Go and get checked up. Get a good doctor and get a good checkup and get a good health regimen. And everybody, get tests, get exams. There's age-specific exams, PSA and colonoscopy and, and so forth that you need to get checked out so that we can live a long and happy life can I get an amen from somebody in this place today? So your body, your body created by God, it belongs to God. It's actually a place, and I, I, I can't even fully fathom this, it's actually a place where God chooses to dwell. 
that our bodies are actually a temple of the Holy Spirit. And it's through our body. Our body carries our spirit and our soul around through life so that I can serve God, so that I can enjoy life, so that I can make a difference, so that I can uh, be a blessing to people. And yet my body, if I don't take care of it, will dictate to me, you can't go there and you're not doing that and we're shutting you down. And yet this belongs to God. And one of the ways that we worship and serve God is the maintenance, taking care of this temple, taking care of this body. Now, my goal this morning has not been to hurt anybody's feelings, to embarrass anybody, to discourage anyone. I love you. I want the people of God, I want the people of Meadowbrook, I want you to be healthy and well. I want your children and your children's children to be able to, you to spend time with them. I want you to feel better. I want you to not be so grumpy. I want you to stop wasting money on the wrong things and poisoning your system and neglecting this incredible Maserati that God has given you. Let the people of God be healthy and vibrant. The children of Israel, it is said of them that as they were delivered and went went out into the wilderness, there was none feeble among them. And they had real regulations on how they lived and how they ate and how they took care of themselves. Some of you would say, well, it's genetics, it's genetics. Listen, my wife... And her brother had been served up some horrible genetics. And they've watched what that has done in their family when their family did nothing about it as far as diet or exercise. Her and her brother have decided we will see what our genetics do if we fight against them. And to work hard and to eat right and to keep moving. And you know what? They're healthy and vibrant and they're thriving. And so don't take any excuse. Take the reins back. And let's, let's get our bodies, let's make better decisions, let's get informed, and let's make a difference. And i tell you what, you're going to feel it, you're going to enjoy it, and it's going to honor God. Amen? Did you get anything at all out of this today? All right. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.